Welcome to episode number 122 of Take Him With You for June 5th, 2011. Oh my goodness, what a great episode is in store for you today. Let's go! I'd like to walk the dinosaur. Is it walk the dinosaur or walk like a dinosaur? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I walk like a dinosaur. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a dinosaur. <laughs> well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, for episode number 122. Little Queen Latifah from Ice Age. Ice Age, oh, okay. That's Everybody where this walk a comes dinosaur. From. Yeah. And of course, today we're going to be talking about dinosaurs and dragons in the Bible. I was going to play Puff the Magic Dragon, but I couldn't find any updated version of it. Aw, you didn't want the old folk version? Nah, it's really corny. (laughs) So this one will have to do. I'm just going to dance around the studio for a while. We're also going to talk today about Memorial Day and the time we had. We're also going to talk about some projects I've been working on. And then, of course, one of my favorite topics, asparagus. So stick around and everybody walk your dinosaur right here on Take Him With You. Yeah, man, that was fun just acting like a dinosaur rolling around on the floor there. Wasn't that cool? Well, I wasn't rolling around the floor. And I don't think either you, either were you, but I think maybe our cat was. They might have believed that I was if you would have gone <laughs> with it. But no, what does she do? No, I no. have to be an honest person. Oh, yeah. Sometimes well, it gets me in trouble. There's but... nothing wrong with a little creative imagination. <laughs> Everybody get on the floor, do the dinosaur. <laughs> I like that song. That's fun. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, cute. There you go with that cute word again. <laughs> I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And we're married. We sure are. 25 years coming up in a few mm-hmm. weeks. Just a couple weeks. Yeah, three weeks from yeah, today, about, pretty much. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess it is. Let me see. The 21st. <laughs> no, it's not a two. Well, anyway, let's not talk about what date we're yeah, actually recording somewhere this. Somewhere around then. Yeah. Anyway, 25 years you've put up with my craziness. Yeah. I think I've had the better deal out of the deal. I'm not saying a thing. 
Yeah, just keep <laughs> safe there, huh? Yeah. So you don't get in trouble. Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Ah, uh, Proverbs and wisdom from my wife right <laughs> <Yes>. here <laughs> on Take Him With You. Okay, so anyway, uh, we'll be back in just a moment talking about what's going on around our house. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Now that podcast is put out by my friend, our friend, Mm-hmm. Jeff Job from Canada. Yeah. And I just want to take a few moments to say how much I enjoy Jeff's friendship. We have so much fun. We we get along very, very well. And we kind of have a lot of stuff in common. So we talk back and forth on Skype. And I share music with him and stuff. But he has another podcast that he hasn't sent me a promo on, but I really enjoy. And do you know what it's called, Amy? Um. Oh, you're you're gonna. It's Jeff's basement. It's what's in Jeff's basement. Jedi Jeff's, Jeff's basement. That's you, right. You you did a a quiz on me. I wasn't expecting that. Well, I'm gonna play a little clip from it right now. All right. I'm your host Jeff, or otherwise known as Jedi Jeff. Oh, just a minute, just a minute. On this podcast. Okay, here we go. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Episode 5, I Never Risk the Fett Man. This podcast, I review the Master Replica's Boba Fett Limited Edition helmet released in 2008. I also discuss a few new interesting collectibles coming from EFX that are based off the original Tron movie and Star Trek series. There will be a substantial reward for the one who finds the Millennium Falcon. That belongs in a museum! How do you? Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. I have you now. Peter, would you please fix the bathroom faucet? I fixed it already. No, you didn't. It's still dripping. No way. I will give you all my Star Wars guys if it is. Wait, wait, wait. Except Boba Fett. No matter how sure I am, I never risk the Fett man. Hello, welcome to the podcast, episode 5, I Never Risk the Fet Man. I'm your host, Jeff, or otherwise known as Jedi Jeff. On this podcast, which is my fifth podcast, I was thinking about what should I cover, and I thought about it for a little while, and I came up with the idea of covering something from my favorite movie, episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, so I've decided... There you go, that's a little sample of the intro of my friend Jeff's podcast, and... Uh... And the sound of the microphone was my wife moving the microphone, not I'm Jeff. I'm sorry. I was just adjusting my mic. It was back too far, and I, I didn't want to get a kink in my neck. I'm sorry. to the side. So sorry. Listen to Jedi Jeff's basement. What's in Jedi Jeff's basement? It's called mm-hmm. Jedi Jeff's Basement, Collectible Reviews and Other Fun, and it's on iTunes. You can download it today. And Jeff, thank you for being a friend of the Take Him With You podcast, a friend to Amy and I. And just an all-around cool guy. And, hey, by the way, might as well say this right now. Um, Jeff is also responsible for helping me update all the websites. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a, an expert. Well, I call him an expert in helping with the WordPress type of blog type of websites. He's really, really good at it. He knows code and different things, and he can adjust it. You know a little bit of code, but he he doesn't. He, more, he re, he's yeah. he's he's legit. He's a on coding that. man, right? What coding man? Coding well, man. well, they call him code monkeys, but code he's monkey. not a coding monkey. No. Oh. I don't know if that's a derogatory term or not. Jeff, you'll have to let me know, but I won't call you that because I don't know. I want to be safe here. But the cool part is that uh, Jeff is now available to help people if they want help with their WordPress blog, um, if they want help with their website. Um, He can uh, install uh, WordPress onto their domain. Uh, He can help tweak the site around a little bit and get it adjusted. And and he's he's very reasonable with his rates. And if anybody wants that kind of thing done, I highly recommend. He's really easy to work with and gets everything that you need done done. And it's really cool to have a friend like that that can help. So thank you, Jeff, for helping out, taking with you and all the websites and podcasts and StarTrekParodies.com and and MWOrbit.com and all the different things you've helped me with. I really appreciate all the help. But now, if you need help, you can get a hold of Jeff. And all you have to do is send me an email, Rick at TakingWithYou.com. That's Rick at TakingWithYou.com and say, could you give me Jeff's information? And I will email you back with his information. You can get a hold of him and you could be up and running with your website in no time flat. Yeah. That's my, that's, that's my plug for Jeff because I like him so much. He's cool. We had a good time. He, came, he and his wife, Tao Tao, came down for vacation last summer. They the, did, and I wish they were coming down Washington. again this summer because we had such a great time. We had a good time. So not only does he do the Champ podcast, but he also does that. And then guess what? What? He did a co-show a podcast with Rico from Treks in Sci-Fi, and they did it all on the original Tron movie. Yeah, I think I listened to that. I put it on your iPod so you could listen yeah, to it. Yeah, it was and good. so yeah, it was really good. They they did an excellent job covering the movie, talking about all the behind the scenes stuff that happened in Tron, how it was written, who it was written by, all the special effects stuff. It was really great, and you can find that podcast over at treksinsci dot com. That's treksinsci dot com with your host Rico Dosti, and this last one was uh, co hosted with our friend Jeff Job. So, you Jeff, you're the rocking man. You're rocking on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been rocking here at at the house too, haven't oh, I? Oh boy, have you? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. And we'll be right back uh, to tell you all of what's going on at our house right here on Take Him with You. <laughs> So we had quite a, seems like this last week we've had a lot going on, huh? Yeah. Um, and really it hasn't been horrible, but you've been working yeah. a lot and I worked a whole bunch too. I, I'm i finally starting to get some jobs in the voiceover area, and so that's very helpful. Well, and music too. You've been writing yeah. songs. Yeah, and, yeah. With um, my iPad, mm-hmm. mind you. Yeah. And that's cool. You know, it's just so wild that this little piece of equipment that's only a... Um, you i can't hear myself can you hear me i can hear you just fine okay oh i just unplugged you on accident yeah i think so i'm very very sorry i was plugging in my ipad so anyway but it's so odd that this little tiny sliver of a machine can be a whole orchestra or a whole rock band or a whole 
gymnasium full of band students almost. Or a whole cantaloupe or... But I'm not sure about the cantaloupe. You keep on unplugging my headphones, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm fi- not I'm sure fi- that I can hear Look at I'll fix them right here. Ready? Okay. And let me see. Just a minute. Just a minute. Okay, mm. how's that? Oh, okay, I can hear now. Again. All right, good. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I've been, I did that again. I did, I'm not going to say that anymore. Don't let me say it anymore, okay? That's our son, by the way, in the background talking. Yeah. Say hi, Andrew. You're you're on the podcast. I love it when he when friends. he does what I ask. Say hi, Andrew, and he doesn't do. He just sits there. <laughs> I know he's, how much um, he really enjoys he's being on the podcast. Playing a computer game, and um, we we ask him to go silent during the podcast, but he sometimes go forgets. silent. Go silent, young man. And our other son is he was going to be on our visiting. podcast. He he just got back. Oh, did he, he get, just get back? Maybe he'll come in. and talk He to ended us. up having to go rescue. Um, some of our relatives that are a little bit computer challenged, like their mom, like like me. Okay, check this out. This is part of the song that I d- I'm doing for a client. I can't play it all because obviously it's their song now because mm-hmm. I'm selling it to them. But uh, here's a little bit of it. This is all on the iPad, mind you. And then, of course, you can't hear the vocal part because what's well, secret? Okay, here we go. Ready. Isn't that cool? I'll speed it up over to here. You ready? Now watch this. I love this part coming up. Ready? That's out. Oh yeah, come on. Now that's rocking right there. What do you think, Aim? <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You like that? Um, I I take the fifth, but as long as your client likes it, that's what's important. I do think my client likes it, and I'm pretty excited. I, I uh, won an audition on Elance.com. By the way, that's a great service if you ever want to do something cool, and you have like a talent or a gift or something that you can do over the internet, like voiceovers or graphics or all that kind of stuff. If you sign up, you can... You can really um, do some cool stuff on Elance. It's really neat. And anyway, uh, this is like the what the fourth or fifth job that I've got from Elance in the, in the last few weeks. And so I've been working on all these different songs, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy it. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, you've been enjoying doing that. You like being creative. I do. I like being creative too. But in much quieter ways. You think so? I like scrapbooking and gardening and painting and quiet things. Yeah, you're a little bit country. You're a little bit rock and roll. That's right. Donnie and Marie, baby. Yeah. I like quiet country things and you like loud rock. and. Yeah. So our son Nathan is here with us. Hi, Nathan. You, you want to grab your mic? It's right there. And I'll turn you up. Just a minute. Let me find where I have you. I have you right here. Let's see. Say hello. Hello. Say it again. Hello. Can you put it up more to your face? Hello. Hey, there you are. Here's our son, Nathan. And Nathan, you just uh, recently graduated from uh, college. Yeah. 
and now you're kind of you've kind of been thrust into the real world. So are you having fun? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> you just got back from uh, rescuing our family. So tell us what happened over there. They were trying to use Skype and they couldn't get the 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 sound to work. Yeah. What what was wrong? Um, we unplugged the USB cable and plugged it into another USB slot. And then, uh, I've had that happen with mice. You know, mouses, you know. Your mouses? You know those mice things that you use with your hand on the computer, whatever you call them. They're mice. Mice. I've had it not work in one USB and had to plug it into another. So that's what happened so how, with their microphone. How did you fix it? Um, I also, I don't know, I went to the sound settings and made sure it was all set on the right thing and everything. Oh, that's cool. All right, you you have recently seen a couple of different movies in the movie theater. What's the, the latest movie that you've watched? Um, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Okay, tell us about it because I haven't seen it yet. Is it worth going to see Pirates of the Caribbean Part Four? If you like Johnny Depp, then yes. So it's basically a Johnny Depp movie. Yes. What okay. is it like not to have Kira Knightley and what's his name? Orlando, oh, Orlando Bloom. Bloom in it. What's um, that? I had like? some random guy that I don't know who looks a little bit like Orlando Bloom that sort of took his spot. And does the girl look like her too? No, the girl. They um. Traded. They traded. Um, well, let me think here how to put this nicely. Um, they exchanged some oranges for some watermelons. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, in other words, they. Put, okay, I got it. Okay, let's let's do some editing. Oh dear! No, don't you don't worry. need to. That's completely about fruit. That is. I'm serious. They, about now fruit. they eat watermelon instead of oranges on the on the deck. Yep, got it, got it. I understand completely, son, what you're saying. So they basically couldn't get, they didn't get that one actress, but they got a different actress that's just a little bit different than the other one. Yes. Okay, got it. So what was the plot like in the movie? Was it good? <laughs> yeah, it was um, pretty random, though. That's some complaints that people had. That it was, it was like sporadic or something? Yeah. It's what did like, you think, though? I liked it because I have a short attention span, so I was quite captivated throughout the whole movie. So it was like... And they had mermaids, which were cool. It's like Sesame Street... Pirate movie, then, huh? With no, things changing mystery. a lot. They should have had Muppets, though. <laughs> they should have had Muppets. I, that's one of my favorite movies. Speaking of, all of time. Muppets, did you see that they're making a new Muppet movie? They do. And what do you think about the fact that they're they have legs? They have legs. They have legs. The Muppets have legs. Kermit oh. has legs. Miss Picky has legs. How are they doing that? Are they doing CGI legs? I believe so. I don't think they're real. I did not see that. Yeah, huh. that's true. So how are they doing it without? Isn't Jim Henson and um, they probably Frank do the Oz maybe they do the puppets gone? on green screen? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Did Frank Oz die? I don't. Do you shouldn't be saying that people died if you don't oh, know. Okay. I'll check well, right now. I know Jim Henson passed away. Yeah. And he was like pretty cool. That he was Muppets, and then yeah. there was the other guy that did the voice of um. He's still alive. Yoda. No, he's not. And Wait, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, okay, good. Because, I mean, he, he does a lot of the voices. Um, what, what was his name? What? Frank Oz? In Pirates of the Caribbean 4? I don't no, think so. No, no, the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does do the voices he does. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like Rover. Yeah, well, anyway. Okay, so what do you plan to do for the summer, my son? Um, right, I'm working on a movie. Right You're now. working on a movie. Cool. Yeah. What kind of movie is it? It's a sci-fi movie. That's cool. So are you doing special effects or? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. I just put the NASA logo on a building in Portland that wasn't really NASA. That's cool. 
Very cool. So someday we're, you're going to have your name in like the sci-fi Saturday night movies? I hope not. <laughs> the most dangerous night on television. <laughs> hey, if it pays the bills, you could do a sci-fi movie, can't you? Well, Where you are now. Yeah. And, and, and it's paying the bills. So there you go. Yeah. Well, anyway, good to have you home, Nathan. It's nice. Your wife joins you here pretty soon. She'll be done with college as well. In just a few days. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. That's very cool. You can count it on two hands. Almost one by the time the podcast is aired. Have you been making any new music? Um, not really. Not really, because I was going to play music on the podcast here if you wanted to. I don't think I have anything new. I thought you just made a brand new one the other day. Maybe. I can't remember. It was like an Owl City sound song. I can't remember. Maybe. Well, you should look and see if you have it. I'll play it if you can find it. Okay. All right. He's going to look for it. So anything else go on this week, dear, that you want to talk about? I mean, we got a great deal on asparagus, if that's exciting for people. $1.29 a pound. Yeah. You had to pick your own, though. Well, well, not exactly pick your own. We It was in a bulk pile. We didn't go out to the fields and pick it. Nah. It I've never like been to an a... asparagus field ever. We used to grow asparagus when we were first married. I don't remember you that. You don't remember that? I didn't eat it when we were first married. And we didn't have a big enough patch to really make a meal out of either we just had a few plants yeah I, I like uh i like asparagus it's yummy yeah yeah sorry i had to turn nathan's microphone down because it was all hissy yeah but i had to turn it up really loud because he's talking really soft when he talks like that yeah it'd help if he held it up to his mouth but he did it just it just doesn't have the same gain as our other ones hello oh he's answering the phone now well, we won't bug him. He's leaving the room to talk to his spouse, I guess. To Ivy. Anyway, uh, what else? Anything else before we uh, get into our subject for the day? Well, we had a good Memorial Day. And we talked about that. Um, we had a, a picnic and mm-hmm. a barbecue and got to chat with some folks. I did a video. If anybody was curious about uh, some of the folks that we honored on that day, we went to the cemeteries, put some flowers on the graves. and. And it didn't rain for our picnic, but it rained when we took the yeah, flowers to the yeah. graves. And so um, we have a rainy video. Yeah. Yeah. But we also took a, a, a separate video of the picnic and showed all the different... We played Scrabble and some different mm-hmm. games and had a great talk with our family. But you can check that on uh, out that over at my YouTube video channel, which is youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. Oh, I thought of one more thing. I became a great aunt again last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hannah. Um, Hannah niece, had her baby. My niece, Hannah, and yeah. her husband, Brad, had a nine-pound, two-ounce um, little boy. That's a lot Very healthy baby. young man. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yes. Yep, We will. that's all I'm going to say about that. But congratulations, yes. Hannah and Brad. That's very cool of you uh, to have a baby. What they name him? Um, Do you remember? Zayden. Zayden. Zayden Alec Roberts. Very cool. Great. Zayden. So uh, everybody pray for Hannah and Brad and little Zayden. Yeah, they're, cool. they seem like they're doing my really well. My wife's going to play Word with Friends now. No, I, I was actually on my email going oh, through okay. our podcast notes, but that very just, good. That just does that. I know it does randomly. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's what's going on at our house yeah. now. It's time once again for our exciting. And this is the third or fourth part. This is the fourth part, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is the fourth part. First we did, what was Mysteries of the Bible number one? It was UFOs, spaceships, and all that stuff in the Mm -hmm. Bible. The second one we did was what? Armageddon. Uh, Nuclear war in the Bible. Uh The third one we did was? Is this the third one then? It could be. 
This might be the third one. This could be part three, Dinosaurs and Dragons. You know, we, I have, think it is. we have over 30, over 30 brain, over 40 brain. We're over 40 now. I couldn't so, figure out what you were talking about. Okay, so yeah. anyway, ladies and gentlemen, part three of Mysteries of, of the, the Bible. Bible. So yes, it's Mysteries of the Bible Part 3, and we're going to have a great time today having a little discussion on, are there dragons and dinosaurs Mysteries in the Bible? Mm, good question, and we're going to uh, talk about it right now. So my wonderful dear wife, who has for many, many years... Uh, taught our children and done all sorts of fun things with uh, homeschooling and so on and so forth. You've actually covered this subject quite a bit over the years. Yeah, and I have boxes of books somewhere <laughs> that had a lot of um, books for the kids that talked about dragons and dinosaurs and such. Um, I've kind of tried to streamline our home, though, so I only have, like, high school materials and adult not the um, kid stuff now. Yeah, science and... Well, I know, ever, ever since I was a little kid, Amy, I've loved dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I think the, the appeal is they're kind of like monsters that were real at one time. And mm-hmm. even though we did, we, I didn't see any dinosaurs around my house growing up, I did with toy dinosaurs. And I, I would make my own little worlds and, and uh, take the sawdust pile and turn it into Jurassic Park, even though... They hadn't had that movie yet because I was too young for that. I mean, you know what I mean. But yeah. I played with dinosaur stuff. I love the. I love dinosaurs. I thought dragons were cool. That they would breathe fire and all this different stuff. There's there's some type of a, of an appeal for, of dinosaurs, not just to young little boys, but to girls as well. There's there's something about dinosaurs that are fascinating. I had a neighbor boy that I went from kindergarten to twelfth grade with, and. Um, his name was Marty, and we had a birthday party to, at his house one time. And was I it remember, all dinosaur-themed? Well, I remember his room. He had, like, every kind of plastic dinosaur. He was really into dinosaurs. That was, like, all he was into was, like, dinosaurs. And he had every wow. kind of possible. He knew all the names. And I'm going, wow, because, you know, I had, like, dolls and cows and rabbits. and but he had dinosaurs. He had dinosaurs. Oh, well, I would have liked him. Yeah. I like dinosaurs. I think dinosaurs are really cool looking. Uh, probably when they when they came out with the movie Jurassic Park, that really made that really was cool to see dinosaurs come to life. Because up until that point, it was just like claymation, like in in the Sin, uh, Sinbad movies and King Kong and stuff like that. The originals had animations mm-hmm. like like clay, the where you know stop gap. motion, yeah, yeah, stop motion, and animation. and they were they were kind of corny and not really good. Land of the Lost when I was a kid, you know, it was stop motion, mm-hmm. and the di- you know clay dinosaurs or rubber dinosaurs that they moved one little bit, bit at a time, and that kind of made them come to life. But when they did Jurassic Park, that really was cool. 
Yeah, I didn't like that very much. Oh, they man. seemed scary. What, what a technology, though, and really revolutionized mm-hmm. the movie industry and how we do things in CGI and so on. But really, we're not here to talk about dinosaurs in movies. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about dinosaurs and dragons in, in the, the Bible. Bible. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, a lot of people, uh, there seems to be this big controversy as I was looking and doing some research on this. There seems to be a big controversy with people, uh, especially with people that are believers, um, that uh, seem to not like the notion of there being dinosaurs in the Bible. They don't want to say that there is or that uh, dragons are, were real or anything like that. But I think it's really interesting, the research that we came up with. Um, we found some really interesting accounts of dragons and dinosaurs in the, in Bible. the Bible. So why don't we start first with dragons? Well, there are... 35 accounts that I could find in the Bible that talk about dragons. Really? Really. Okay, now, are, are some of them symbolic for Satan and stuff like that, though? Um, You know, some of them do kind of, especially in the book of Revelation, it it kind of makes it sound like... Um, like Satan was a dragon, where, yeah. like, it says, um, like... He was cast out of heaven like a mighty dragon. Right. So, like, um, symbolic. But one thing I think was interesting is just how many times it talks about dragons. If they were set, and if if a dragon was just a mythological creature, why would just about every culture that has ever existed have something about dragons in in their folklore. They may not call them dragons, but they would be described as a, a giant, giant lizard, lizard that or... breathed fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was... Now, um... wasn't there... It's not just in... I mean, we'll read the passage of Scripture where it talks mm-hmm. about dragons in the Bible, but there's also some historical figures that saw things and described... Oh, many, many, many. So um... tell us about that a little bit, because I thought that was fascinating. Well, there... Some very renowned historians, um, um, Flavius Josephus, who is a Jewish historian, uh-huh. he wrote about flying reptiles, that reptiles that flew and they were big. Okay. <laughs> um, Herodias also was a historian that wrote about flying reptiles. Marco Polo which is not just the water game, kids Marco. playing polo. Yeah. Um, but he was Actually, a great yeah. explorer, explorer that went to China. Oh, so now tell me he about Marco Polo He talked about huge dragons or these giant lizards. <coughs> Excuse me. So he did. What did he? How, do you have any description there of what he said? Um, you know, I think that'd be fascinating. In my notes, I don't have it, but I just know that he did talk. He did describe huge dragons. Um, did he say they breathe fire and stuff? I'm not sure if Marco Polo said they... He said they were giant lizards, giant. didn't he? Described well, them as, that was actually the way Alexander the Great described... Um, he described he giant lizards, yeah. Which could have been either dinosaurs or dragons. Yeah. In and, our case. Now, the, the, mm-hmm. the, okay, we'll get to this, but I know the word dinosaur didn't exist until... That's, that's another point, is a lot of the descriptions that we have in the Bible and in different other historical books um, talk about giant lizards and flying reptiles. And what do they call them? Well, 
There was words. There was names. They had different names, but the word dinosaur wasn't coined until 1841. Sir Richard Owen was the curator of the British Museum in, um, of course, Great Britain, and he. they had started digging up um, fossils of bones and stuff around that time. See, all you UK and listeners, you guys have, you, you had your hand in naming the dinosaurs. Yeah. And so as they found different dinosaurs' bones and they started putting them together, they named them different kinds of dinosaurs. Like, so Sir Owen is responsible for all those, the names that we have of dinosaurs? Um, You know... Several of them. I don't know how many he named himself. Um, and they, you know, keep on. They found several different kinds through the years. Yeah. But in the Bible, um, the names that we feel describe. Dragons and dinosaurs. Dra- dragons and dinosaurs. Sometimes it was just dragon. Other times uh, they use the word. Um, oh, it's in Isaiah. You don't know any of the words? <laughs> I, my mind saying, just went right. Leviathan. Leviathan. And the other word is behemoth. Behemoth? Behemoth. And that's found in Job chapter 40. But the dragon is actually described. And 41. The dragon is described where? Job? Um, You know, I've not. Got, well, here's some of the stuff. That yeah, it has uh, Job chapter 41, Psalms 104. And Isaiah 27 in the Bible, and it says, No one is so fierce that he would dare stir him up. Who can open the doors of his face with his terrible teeth all around? His rows of scales are his pride, shut up tightly as with a seal. One is so near another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together and cannot be parted. His sneezings flash forth light, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning lights. Sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke goes out from his nostrils as from a boiling pot and burning uh, rushes. His breath kindles coals and a flame goes out of his mouth. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, this is in the Bible. Yeah, and you know, sometimes people go, oh, that's just make-believe. But here it talks about him in the Bible and it now, talks it goes about further. in other... Other um, historical documents. It goes on to describe the dragon like this. Uh, Though the sword reaches him, it cannot avail, nor does spear, dart, or javelin. He regards iron as straw and bronze as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones become like stubble to him. Darts are regarded as straw. He laughs at the threat of javelins. On earth there is nothing like him which is made without fear. Leviathan played in the great and wide sea. And and then it says that Leviathan is a reptile that is in the sea. So that's really interesting. Now, they, they make some notes here in the research that we were looking at. It says, unlike Behemoth, who is huge, Leviathan is ferocious and terrifying. Many references uh, refer to the sea. So Leviathan is probably a sea creature, although mm-hmm. some Bibles refer to Le- Leviathan 
as an alligator or a crocodile, but neither of these is a sea creature. Uh, they like the water and they spend much of their time on land. Further, the question, who can open the doors of his face, implies that nobody can open Leviathan's jaws. And although an alligator's jaw cannot normally be forced open, a punch to their sensitive snout or poke in the eye might startle them enough to release their grip. And although this is a good description of an alligator characteristic, it does not fit perfectly with the description of the, Le- of the Leviathan, which in the context of the Bible was supposed to describe an essentially impossible event. And and then they go on towards these this other stuff about the, the scales and the armor and the different things and how it describes what we get out of mythology, the dragon. Mm-hmm. And, and even to the point where they talk about different species of dinosaurs that have some hollow things in their in the skull in their skulls mm-hmm. that they can't explain mm-hmm. and and scientists have thought and looked at it and said perhaps that was where like gases were mixed mm-hmm. you know and and then they blew fire out because there is an actual uh i think there, isn't there like an it's actual called species a bombardier beetle okay and the bombardier beetle has different chemicals that mix together and this little spot in its tail, and it shoots out sparks. Wow. So if one creature could do that, why can't another? You know, so that's just... So so there's a lot of really interesting things that can occur well, in, in nature. In nature, yeah. I'm, like, there's electric eels that can shock people. Right. And there's cobras that can... There's fireflies. Yeah, that can light up fireflies. And there's cobras that can kind of shoot stuff out the venom shoots out like with um i don't with know a puff of air with a puff of like air, an aerosol like can an aerosol can yeah sure so so it's not too far-fetched to think and, that they might have been animals or or large lizards mm-hmm. that had fire that came out of them and if that was the case no wonder people would have described a dragon like they did mm-hmm. now the, the 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 really interesting question about this is um you know, if all the different cultures had some type of a story about them, where did they go? Why don't we see dragons anymore? Well, that's a good question because there have been people that have cited things like, you know, Alexander the Great, Marco Polo, um, that really, in relation to history, weren't that long ago. Right. So... um in, and even so, we're so we're actually making the 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 statement that perhaps there really were dragons, but maybe not exactly what of, we some kind of flying scale dinosaur, not like what you'd see in or, The Hobbit, or um, or in in Lord of the Rings, right? Well, there's no evidence historically that any of them could talk, right. except for this is interesting. Yeah. In the Garden of Eden, there's a talking serpent. And some of the descriptions of... Call him a dragon? Some of the descriptions of dragons were that they were like a serpent. Enchanted or they could talk. Yeah, that they were like serpents, like large serpents. Well, I I find it interesting that in the history books and stuff, in history stuff, not not Mm -hmm. made up fantasy like stories and stuff, but in history... They didn't. The dragons didn't have magical powers and stuff. They were mm-hmm. just they were just a large lizard animal type of thing mm-hmm. that existed, and the warriors couldn't pierce their skin and you they know had hard which would of course lend to all the different legends about people hunting dragons yeah, and mean, could have they could have gone into extinction as a result of that, but we don't know because mm-hmm. we weren't back there. Yeah, and one theory that I've read about is, 
and we're going to talk more about this next week, is we're going to talk about Noah's, the Noah's Ark and the Great Flood. Okay. And we'll talk more about that next week. But if Noah was required to take two of every unclean animal and seven... Oh, don't bring this all up now. I want to do that next week. Okay. Anyway, if Noah took small dinosaurs... As a dinosaur ever small? Well, the largest dinosaur egg that they have ever found has only been a foot large, and that was the largest one. So So 12 inches. So if you took hatchlings or small dinosaurs, they would only be a, a foot or two big. Some are even smaller when they hatch, not much bigger than, you know, like a... Boy, they must have grown fast. chicken. Well, that's the deal. We need to talk about that. So we'll talk about more of that is, next week. But, but the deal about dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, we believe, were similar to reptiles. They, they um, laid eggs. Were they cold-blooded, like do you think? They may have been cold-blooded. I haven't never been around one to check that fact out. But um, but they are believed to be similar to to reptiles like alligators and crocodiles and and snakes, serpents, that kind of thing. Okay. So one thing that we know is that some reptiles today, like crocodiles and alligators and turtles, they keep on growing. So sometimes you'll see like. Those big turtles, the Galapagos Island mm-hmm. turtles. They grow are, all their life until they huge, die, right? They're huge, and they can get to be like 100 years old, and they're really huge turtles. Right. And and alligators and crocodiles, if they don't get sick or injured or something happens to them, they, they, can, grow they can grow They keep on growing their entire life. Wow. And so... Thus, the Saturday night sci-fi shows where the giant alligator eats the city... Yeah, except for... Um, maybe, maybe not. Um, according to the Bible, which we'll talk about more next week, humans lived a long time before Noah's flood. And so there there are some scientists that, that said, well, if humans lived a long time before the flood, if there was an environment that caused humans not to age as fast as far as, like, degrade... Um, then maybe perhaps reptiles. those animals just grew to be very, very large, and yeah, that, that and, would, that's and an interesting some theory. of those some of those species have become extinct, just like some of the even species in our lifetime have become extinct. Okay, well let's let's flip over now into dinosaurs because I think dragons dragons came. You heard a lot of things about them because they were written about in in fantasies and different things mm-hmm. like that. So. So okay, so we've established that there may they very well have been large reptiles that could shoot fire. Large lizards. It, it's not unconceivable that lizards, that could yeah. happen. That that did happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's now go to dinosaurs because we probably have more evidence now than ever before that there was these large creatures that we now call dinosaurs, but they were the mm-hmm. these large uh, type reptile type creatures. That did walk on the planet, and obviously, when we find the the uh, the bones and look at the fossil record and everything, they lived at a time when the climate was different than it is today. Mm-hmm. And so, so the they lived plants, in a more jungle type of climate. Yeah, plants climate. were very large and lush, and so if they were an herbivore or a plant eating animal, they had a lot 
uh, forage to choose from. Okay, so, so it, are there dinosaurs mentioned in the Bible? Well, I believe so. If you look in Job chapter 40, uh-huh. there's a description of what they call a behemoth. And you got to remember that... This is Job chapter 40, verses 15, 15. through 24. you got to remember that the word dinosaur, again, was not coined until the mid-1800s. Right. Okay, verse 15, it says, Look now at the behemoth, which I made along with you. And so this is God talking to Job. He eats grass like an ox. And that that verse said that God made the behemoth along with man. See now, his strength is in his hips, and his power is in his muscles, in his stomach muscles. He moves his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are tightly knit. His bones are like beams of bronze. His ribs are like bars of iron. He was the first one of the ways of God. Only he who made him can bring near his sword. Surely the mountains yield food for him, and all the beasts of the field play there. He lies under the lotus trees in a covert of reeds and marsh. The lotus trees cover him with their shade. The willows by the brook surround him. Indeed, the river may rage, yet he is not disturbed. He is confident, though the Jordan gushes into his mouth. He, um, Though he takes it in with his eyes, or one pierces his nose with a snare. So, that's talking about an animal there, of some kind, that has a tail that's like... Uh, a, a cedar, cedar tree. tree. Well, it says he eats grass like an ox. His tail's like a cedar tree. Uh, his bones are like beams of bronze. His ribs are like bars of iron. And he's the first in the ways of God. What does that mean? Um, You know, I heard about that just the other day. Um, the cross-reference to that is Job 26. 14. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is where the phrase in the original Hebrew... Uh, implied that uh, behemoth, behemoth, how do you say it? Behemoth. behemoth was the biggest animal ever created. And sometimes they translate it uh, hippopotamus or elephant. But that's not the biggest animal. That's not the biggest animal. We know that uh, because we've discovered bones of animals that were much, much larger. So apparently from what the what the scholars come up with is that this particular animal is the largest animal God ever created. And so... Um, the phrase basically means um, when it when it talks about him being the the first, or how did how did it put it? It said he was the the first of the ways of God. So there, it's basically referring to the largest animals he, animal he created. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think so larger than an elephant or a and and if you look at, um, I believe. Well, Brachiosaurus. Uh, uh, how do you say it? Brachiosaurus. How do you say that? Brachiosaurus. I don't know how to say my my dinosaur names. I'm a bad dinosaur fan. Uh, but anyway, they're they're basically the largest dinosaur or complete dinosaur ever discovered. The bones. And they're of one. about ten times as large as a, a yeah. elephant. So it's not an elephant they're describing there. Or a hippopotamus. Well, elephants. Have you ever seen their tail? 
tiny little thing. Or it even would not a, be like a cedar. Even a rhinoceros, because some people say, look, at, it talks about the river going into his mouth. You know, uh-huh. hippos, you see their mouth open. and But hippos don't have a tail like a cedar either, no. so it's not that. Um, yeah, and I almost wondered if it could be describing like a T-Rex or something, because a T-Rex is, but it's not the biggest No, t- a T-Rex didn't hang out in water a bunch. That's right, because it was more of a... Actually, I heard a while ago that they now think that T-Rex wasn't as much of a... Carnivore? Well, no, they think it was a carnivore, but more along the line of today's vultures, because it had little tiny hands in the front, and... Maybe he had a bigger beak or something, huh? Well, no, they kind of think he was like a scavenger. Oh, I see. That he would go and... um, Clean up. Go and clean up. Kind of like the God's garbage collector. Like seagulls. Kinda. Yeah. Except Because they didn't really have... Seagulls with teeth. Because the T-Rexes didn't really have big arms in front to like... Grab and grab rip apart their, their prey. prey. They had to use their teeth. Their big but, sharp pointy teeth. Oh, look at the bones. <laughs> look at the bones. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so, okay. So we've established then. We actually just read a passage out of the Bible that talked about... A very, very large creature with with a tail like a cedar tree. Mm-hmm. And so we, we assume now as we look through this that there were there were human beings and dinosaurs coexisting. Now this is a big controversy because you've got some people that say no way. The dinosaurs died out far before because when we find the human or when we find human fossils or human skeletons uh, at a certain level they find dinosaurs at a different level, which is much older. And they say they, they that they're... I mean, there's some people that say there's That's no... That's what they think. Right. But... But now let's let's talk about this for a moment because when we did a little bit of our research, we found that there have been lots of people that have claimed to see some type of a, mo- a sea monster. Even in our lifetime. Yeah, even in our lifetime. Even with yeah. the phone ringing. Yeah. Um, for instance, there have been Aboriginal people... In New Zealand and Australia uh-huh. that have claimed to see, well, they've described something like a dinosaur. <coughs> really? But they've seen even one man had um, these big scratches across his chest, yeah. chest where he was attacked by some creature. And um, they tried to say, well, you must mean an alligator. And... In the Aboriginal language, they have a word for, for alligator, alligator, but he wasn't using that but he word. He says, "No, no, it was this," and they go, "Well, what is that?" And then finally, they you sound brought Swedish some. When you said that. Well, I am a little Swedish, so yes, you are. Um, they brought him some books, and he found a picture book with with a dinosaur in it, and he pointed at it, and he pointed at it, and it it looked somewhat like a duck billed dinosaur, and I can't oh, remember like what the, the platypus, name. maybe. Well, um. Boy, I had written that down, but I don't know the name of these. So, but anyway, um, that there's an eyewitness account. Now, now mm-hmm. I've also heard, like we've all heard about Loch Ness monster, and we've heard about Lake Champlain monster, right? All this stuff. And when you actually look at some of the photos and the things that people have described him as, he looks an awful lot like a dinosaur. Yeah, actually, I, I had in this book. I have a book in front of me that I used for the kids for school. This is really interesting. Um. There is a Japanese postage stamp that celebrated 100 years of scientific discovery. Uh-huh. And the greatest 
1977 was a discovery of an apparent plesiosaur. For real. And um, there, there were Japanese fishermen that were fishing off the coast of New Zealand in 1977. And it was front page news in Japan for weeks. Um, and for some reason, North America and Europe, they didn't see the the pictures very much because it contradicted their theory of evolution. And so they didn't want to publish it. So, okay, so they believe that dinosaurs were extinct 65 million years ago. Right. But you can actually go online. Well, of course, just because it's online doesn't mean it's true. But you can actually find pictures of of actual accurate um, of of that time during the news. And there's pictures of this. You can Mm -hmm. actually look at it. So if you look up Plesiosaurus, Mm -hmm. Japan, 1977 in Google, you will find all sorts of interesting pictures of yeah. a dinosaur. Now, now I had asked you when we were at lunch today. Mm-hmm. I talked to you and I said, "Was it is it possible that perhaps some of these dinosaurs got frozen into like ice and then and as time went on they got they thawed out and this is why we're finding them now or we found some of them now or, you know, but then of course you pointed out to me that that really wasn't a place where that they would have it would have melted and anyway, I yeah. just I just find this really mm-hmm. fascinating, but okay. So there well, was other, and that's that's not all. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, those are some current accounts, um, along with different fish and things that were supposedly extinct. They found in Australia and New Zealand, and plants that were supposed to be extinct, and they still exist. They still exist, but um, this was really interesting. We live in North America, uh-huh. and there were. Tales and all throughout Native American history here in um, our our native peoples. Our neck of the woods. Our neck of the woods. They have what they call thunderbirds. Thunderbirds? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's a thunderbird? Well, it's interesting because when you look at pictures of them and hear stories about them from the na- from the ancients here in the northwest or the the US area um they sound an awful lot like pteranodons and pteranodons are what pteranodons are like pterodactyls kind of very similar um they have big wings kind of like bat wings but they're huge okay and they're they're big, and they like to nest in the Black Hills of of North America. That's on our east coast, and the natives call them thunderbirds because when there is a thunderstorm, you had winds pick up, and they thought the birds brought thunder, but in all actuality, when those winds picked up, those pteranodons. Um, relied on the winds, like we see seagulls or mm-hmm. or different birds around here. So they could coast for lift and, right, for right. for um, flying. Right. And so when those winds picked up that came with a thunderstorm, these pteranodons would go out and glide around and have a good time flying around. And so they attribute it to them. Mm-hmm. So these could have possibly been a, a, a type of dinosaur. Mm-hmm. That uh, we have visual accounts of from history. Yep, and and all. Through, I wonder what happened to them. I wonder why they died out. Well, I, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but I know that they were 
um, also attributed to destroying crops and taking a lot of um, a lot of competition for the food that humans were eating. Right. So sometimes we have accounts um, all through like European history, like St. George and the Dragon, you know, different knights and stuff that would go out and kill the dragons because they would be real pests and they would still steal the sheep and, you know, their animals and right. their crops. And so they were a competition for food sources. So they hunted them down. So they hunted them. I mean, we have accounts all throughout different cultures of hunting dragons. And so, you know, these could have possibly been um, leftovers from the flood that survived the flood. But then as the human population grew and they didn't have as much food, there's a lot of competition And the for climate food. changed too, yeah. Um, yeah, and different climate changes. So Ireland, they had um, what they called winged serpents. Um, at Penland Castle, they um, have pictures of winged serpents. So that sounds a little bit, they could have been like pterodons or they could have been like dragons. Beowulf, which is one of the oldest recorded legends, um, it was a like a Scandinavian legend that mm-hmm. um, Nathan had to study it in college and stuff. The story of the Grindel. It's not like Angelina Jolie in the the last movie. It was actually the description in the poem or the folk tale. Um, really describes like a T Rex. It describes like a dinosaur. Interesting. So. Um, you know, there's lots of written history and even before written history, like the petroglyphs here in the United States now, and okay, Utah this, has, yeah. have dinosaurs. This is, and, this is fascinating to me. Now, mm-hmm. now, let's talk about this theory for a moment because it seems like an oxymoron. In one aspect, we have a group of scientists that say, or paleontologists that say, the dinosaurs were 65 million years ago, and they died out. They went extinct. They never existed with human beings and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now, as a modern person living in today's age, we have at our access our fingertips, the internet, libraries, history, all these different things that we can tap into fairly quickly and instantly access stuff. Mm-hmm. So we can share information all the way around the world, and we can talk about different ideas, and we found dinosaur bones and all these different things. So we can, we have to remember that that was not always the case. Mm-hmm. So how would a culture, an old, an old culture that didn't have modern technology, that didn't have all the information that we have today, how... How, and there's several different places that this oh, has occurred. It's like, How could they draw a dinosaur if, in fact, the dinosaurs died 65 million years ago? Well, there's, there's did, like could, 80, Did they come up with ideas when they found bones or what? There's like 80 different civilizations all around the world that never had contact with each other. Okay. That have records of dinosaurs or dragons. Or drawings and stuff? Drawings. Drawings and written works. So, I mean, it's all over the world, and every culture has some kind of legend surrounding dinosaurs and dragons. And what are the chances that people that never saw each other or were part of each other's lives would come up with the same exact stories? Well, it kind of makes you 
or theme. similar I stories. I mean, you, you just you have to scratch your runs. head and kind of wonder. Well, I wonder if there's more to all this than just a legend or a mythology. Because well, a lot of there's our, so much in common. But in in any given society, a lot of legends and things are born out of something that really happened. Well, and you know what I mean. There were several things common too in a lot of these different legends. For instance, many of of the descriptions or pictures of um, dragons, they had long tails. Uh-huh. Some had wings like a bat. Right. Very common that these were similarities in their description. Even though these cultures had never talked to mm-hmm. one another sharp, from different parts of the world. Sharp tails, long, sharp tails. Okay. And also, this is interesting, many of the pictures or drawings or descriptions... Uh-huh. Had three claws, um, tripod, similar to the dinosaurs. Really? So, um, see, this is, I didn't know this. So, tripedal or tripod, yeah, they had three claws. Okay. And that was similar to many of the dinosaurs. They had, very interesting, like three phalanges or claws in the front. Right. Yeah, or their, their feet. So, there's so many similarities throughout. Um, history. And so, so if these things did die off, and so how do they explain all that? How do how do um, because it seems like I mean we do have all these fossils and different things, so we know they existed. But there's there's all this controversy on what the dates of them are with carbon dating and is it accurate and and if there was you know I know I've heard a lot of theory about and we'll talk about this next week uh, about when the when the big flood happened. As believers, we we believe that there was a flood because we read it in the Bible and. And uh, it explains quite a bit of things, but everything got shaken up, mixed together, and then settled. Mm-hmm. So, so that it could be very different as far as what what we we don't understand exactly how everything came to be that way. Mm-hmm. And it probably mixed, shook everything up, and then and then the different layers are different than what they would have been if they didn't have the flood. Oh yeah, totally. Because without a catastrophic global flood. It would take, they they said, you know, like a centimeter every thousand years or something of settlement. And so if going by that idea uh-huh. of that you only get a half centimeter of s- sediment, sediment every thousand years, well, anything that's more than a couple millimeters tall... Um, can't be buried in the settlement and have the minerals go into it and make a fossil. Right. It would it would rot. Well, we and we did talk about this at lunch too. That in order for fossilization, is, is it called fossilization? Something like that. In order for that to occur, there has to be some unique circumstances, mm-hmm. and it has to be done in a quick situation. Very unique situation that the creature would have to be totally immersed in this certain type of sediment, a certain type of mud mm-hmm. that had a certain type of mineral in it that could could go into the pores of the animal and kind of um, basically substitute for part of... For parts of the flesh and different things. Yeah, and, and it has to be done quickly before rotting can take place. So it was a fairly quick process, kind of like when they, when they, they found mammoths completely frozen in ice which where they can actually check their stomach contents which that in order to happen had to be had very to quick be a very unusual catastrophic mm-hmm. event so it could have been a meteor that hit the hit that particular place and, and caused a and flash caused a, a, ice age right. and 
You could put an elephant in a freezer today. Uh-huh. And it would take a while for it to freeze. It would take a long time for it to freeze. And it would probably and, degrade before and, it got frozen. Well, yeah, and all of the food in its stomach would have time to, the to acids, digest. Right, exactly. Because it would take, you know, probably days for that elephant to freeze all the but way through. But if there was an extreme situation where it got really cold really fast, they, they could flash freeze. Boy, it, that would be a great book. How to Flash Freeze an Elephant. Or in this case... Uh, a mammoth. M- mammoth. So, but there's just the, the circumstances in order to create a fossil. And there's another thing that's interesting. We live in the Northwest where we had, when we were in junior high, or you might have been early high school, we had an event where we had a volcano called Mount St. Helens Erupted. erupt. Mm-hmm. Well, in a very short time, we had some of these very similar things happen where all the snow melted on top, mm-hmm. created these big mud flows. Mm-hmm. And we did have some fossils made during that event. And they call them polystrident, something like that, mm-hmm. fossils, which means they go through, up and down, through different supposed layers, layers. Oh, that supposedly happen in different times. But if you go to Mount St. Helens today, you can find this. You stuff. can find this where they have all these different well, layers I mean, if you really with, wanna... with logs going, you know, right. trees that have fossilized down the different layers. Right. And, and if you really want to get down to it, the, the, a lot of the, the ideas that scientists have and things are basically theories of how did this happen? Because we weren't there. Yeah. And if, in fact, a scientist were to say not like the Bible or not like God or didn't want any religious connotation at all, they might kick a little bit or even a lot against anybody that believed in the Bible. So they might, they might, you know, mm-hmm. laugh that off or whatever. But when we read the Bible and we find different things in the Bible that describe dinosaurs or describe dragons, we, we begin to think, well, perhaps it was a little bit different than what maybe the normal theory now is or the or the or the popular theory now is and per, and perhaps it's just a little bit different than that mm-hmm. and then we, we need to keep an open mind because it doesn't mean that we're stuck in the mud or we're ancient or we're archaic it simply means that we believe what the bible has to say and if the bible does say what we have read then dinosaurs existed not only and they could have existed millions of years ago too but mm-hmm. We we believe that they coexisted with human population. Well, and and just thing- because you didn't find, well, they do they do say that they do have some evidence of human fossils being on uh, human skeletons being on the same level as a as dinosaurs or or tracks. They of- might not be in the same place, but but at the same time, not all of us live. Where the rhinoceroses live, or where the hippos. Well, that's live, true. Or I where mean, the elephants live. I mean, if you were to go to a graveyard. You know, a thousand years from now, you'd find a whole bunch of human remains. If you went to a pet cemetery, you'd find a whole bunch of animal remains. Or you went to the Sahara Desert, you might find ele- hyenas know. and yeah, and all yeah, that kind of stuff. They, they, yeah, animals. so that that theory, you know, it's like whatever. You know, people can well be just because we're at the same time doesn't mean we're going to be buried in the same place. That's right. what I'm saying because right. we might not be buried the same place that polar bears or. Right. Or elephants are buried. So that doesn't mean we, that it doesn't mean that live, humans didn't exist at the, at the time. time of dinosaurs. It just, uh, but I do I do think that there's probably a it's probably very fascinating if we were to look at it and think I wonder what kind of dinosaurs lived 
before or now there's a whole nother theory mm-hmm. that people have come up with remember when we talked about the world that was a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. three weeks ago um there's the other theory that dinosaurs existed during the time of the world that was mm-hmm. and that when uh that when god recreated everything and it started over again this is the theory the reboot the reboot that that perhaps there were only a small amount of these type of creatures left or the bones that we're finding were from then that would explain the age that some scientists say that the bones are but then there's a big controversy that says they maybe the bones aren't that age and and so it goes back and forth the fact is we really don't know Mm -hmm. because we weren't back there then yeah and and you know we talked about this before when i taught my my kids in homeschool about the scientific method you have to be able to observe and repeat something in order to prove it as a fact. And, you know, we can't go back either 6,000 years or 65 million years, whether you are a biblical creationist um, or whether you're an evolutionist. We don't have the ability right now to go back in time. And even if we did, I, I don't know of any evolutionist who can recreate evolution I don't know any creationist out of our ability that can recreate creation because, right. you know, our belief is only God can do that. Right. Um, so, you know, our, our thing is just, you know, people are people of faith, whether they believe in evolution or whether they believe in creation. Well, it's there true. Is, it's true. There is a there's lot a of gaps in there there's a certain that you amount have to of, have faith in. You, yeah, there is a certain amount of faith that you have to have as an evolutionist. And there's a certain amount of faith you have to have as a creationist. And one one thing I just you faith know, in different we're, things. We're not trying to debate creation or evolution right now. But one no. thing I have to say that's interesting is Charles Darwin himself said that the fossil record doesn't do anything at all to support his theory. Yeah. Because when you go back to the fossils, you don't have any forms that are half. Monkey transitional, and transitional You're talking about forms. Transitional, yeah, you yeah. don't have any transitional forms between are, the different animal species. Yeah, yeah, and there should be millions. If his theory was true, mm-hmm. there should be millions of transitionary far- forms in between different life forms, and there are none. When you when you dig dig up a fossil of a clam, it looks like a fossil of a clam today. Right. When you, you know, dig up a, a fossil of a mosquito, it looks like a mosquito today. And there sometimes are some slight variations in sure. size. Sure, well, adaptation and stuff Adaptation. Like that. Sure. And, you know, and I totally understand adaptation, um, microevolution, where, you know, you, you breed different dogs or change them to different climates. And you and get different, you get, yeah. A they, slight they variation, adapt. right? They right. adapt, or their genetics. But we are don't altered. have whole species changing species. But yeah, but dogs are still dogs, even though. So maybe, maybe in fact, the way we, we believe, maybe we didn't evolve out of the goo and slime and become a lizard and then become a. You know what's interesting thing and then about a that human being. What is that? Under the. <coughs> the literal interpretation of the Bible, God did make us out of dirt. He did make us out of dirt. And I think it's really <laughs> funny that, you know, I've, I don't know if I've ever said this on the program before, but I have a friend that has a theory about that. And maybe it was you that said this. I'm not sure. Oh, about but they said, <laughs> why are there so many different colors of, of, of human people? beings? 
of people. And 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 then somebody said, it "Well, there's all the different kinds of dirt there are in the I world. Said, if you we were all made out of dirt. You, you got, got red. You got pink. You got white. white you got uh, you, you know, know kind of tan dirt. Right. So perhaps that's where. Uh, so you know. we're basically all dirt, just different shades of dirt. Yeah. So you know that's so, kind of funny. So there we go. We, we have this is a fun discussion to just talk about. Um, are there Bibles and dragons? Are there Bibles and dragons? Are there are there dinosaurs and dragons in the Bible? Well, from what we read today, we showed you that there are. So that's a really... They may not be exactly what everybody thinks well, they like are. like we said, the word dinosaur wasn't coined actually until way, way, so way was, after was the there Bible leviathans and behemoths in the Bible? Yes. yes. Were there sea monsters in the Bible? Yes. yes. And dragons. And dragons. Were there dragons in the I mean, Bible? 35 yes. times in yeah. the Bible, yeah. it talks about dragons. So, so there you go. Folks that have never read the Bible before or thought it was weird or goofy, get out your Bible and, and your or Bible. go online and, and look up dragons and read about it. You'll actually get to read it yourself. It's kind of yeah. fascinating. Well, and you know, that's one thing that our point about this isn't just to talk about dragons goofy, and, and goofy stuff. things. Yeah. But the point is, the Bible is an interesting book. It's not, well. You think about it. A book that the, that is that old and spans mm. such a time time thing and talks mm. about the origins of human beings all the way up till you know a couple thousand years ago in the in the form that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bound to have things in it that we as human beings have struggled with and thought about and wondered about and. That's why it's so cool to find that there are mysteries in the Bible, and some of them are answered mm-hmm. because it's not commonly known. I think most people don't think that there are dragons or dinosaurs in the Bible, but we just showed you that there was. Mm-hmm. So that means that there's a whole lot more in the Bible than most people think, and it's yeah. not all boring, and it's not all about the fat sacrifices or the, you know, the the grain offerings or all, you know, there's a lot more in it than just. Some religious rote, you know, and, and religious exercise that you go through. There, it's a it's a rich history book as well as talking about religious things and talking about faith and talking about God and people's nature. It, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one thing that that I think is interesting. We read quite a bit out of the book of Job about the behemoth and the leviathan, and um, historically. Um, Bible scholars believe that Job was the oldest book in the Bible written. Yeah, the, the very the, the very oldest. Yes. So it was the first one that was ever written down chronologically. Chronologically, yes. it you know it, it doesn't talk about the story of creation that was probably orally passed down mm-hmm. from generation to generation, and finally Moses wrote it down. Right, but it was written down. It's one of the oldest um, historical accounts. Very and, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of interesting. So. That is, and that would coincide with the the ancientness or the because we don't really hear about dragons in the New Testament that much, other than no. talking in the Book of the Revelation, right? And that's talking about. about future things, and it's mm-hmm. more symbolic than it is yeah. actual dragons. So, very very interesting topic, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, you know, we do this show not to stir everybody up and freak everybody out but but we do it just to talk about our faith and to talk about how God is part of our lives and you know 
being a believer is very relevant and very real for this time. It doesn't mean that you have to put on a three-piece suit and horn room glasses and walk around like a clone and say, bless you, brother, and stuff like that. That is not at all what we're talking about here. We're talking about a relationship with God where the Bible comes to life. And we and we begin to understand things in a different way, and we begin to treat other people better, and and we love on people, and and that sounds kind of weird, but what I mean by that is we care and we have compassion for those people around us, and we make a difference in our lives. That's what God has done for us. And so when we talk about all this this stuff, it's just simply to just let you know that there's there's really interesting things in the Bible, and and we hope that by listening to this type of thing, that it peaks or perks your curiosity. Curiosity? Curiosity. <laughs> that you would research it. You'd read a little bit more and find out for yourself. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when I was first searching out God, when I wanted to find him, I just I was looking for him. It wasn't until I read it for myself that it really became reality in my life, and and I woke up to some new things. Because you can't always take everybody's word for it. You shouldn't just rely on this podcast to be your word for it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if this is just the thing that gives you faith, and, the, and then you hang on to this every week as your as your spiritual boost, I mean, that's nice. But really, God wants a personal relationship with you, and mm-hmm. and it, it, it's really cool when you start to read for yourself. I'll never forget that when I opened up, I read the New Testament for the first time by myself. And it blew me away. It said way more than I thought it did. And it was so much more in-depth. It spoke to my heart more than my friend telling me about it. Mm-hmm. So you know what, folks? If you're listening to this podcast, don't just rely on what Amy and I say about the Bible. Read it for yourself. If it's mm-hmm. boring, go on to the next part. Well, and, and if you if... don't understand it, you know, pray and ask God to help you or ask a question. But, yeah. but get into places and read it and for yourself. And if you're not one that likes to sit and read, um, again, we've talked about this before. You can have oh, applications for iPods. You can, you can have the Bible read to you it. right over your computer. Yeah, I've gotten podcasts before yeah, that, year, that takes you through the whole Bible. Bible they, yeah, it's called Daily, Daily Audio, Audio Bible, Bible, and it's free. And it's free, and podcast. you can listen to the podcast, and you can go through the whole Bible in a year. Yeah, I mean, why and not? And it only It'll takes take, about what, 20 minutes 20 a minutes day. day. And, and I mean, everybody's have, got 20 um, minutes a day, either commuting or walking or exercising yeah. or making breakfast. And, and, you know, most of these applications are either free or very inexpensive. Yeah. I think the one I got from my Kindle has the whole Bible for two ninety nine. Sure, sure. So, and then in so the whether you're a learner by visual, you know, reading a book and having mm-hmm. a book in your hands or by e-reading on your on your Kindle or your iPad or your iPod or whatever... Uh, or you're an audio learner and you just want to put it in, in while you're doing your commute or jogging or whatever. There, this We live in a time when you can listen and you can read and you can get the Bible. Mm-hmm. So why not? I mean, why not? You know, Why be a person that says, well, I, I don't like what the Bible says about this if you've never actually read it? Mm-hmm. So why not? Yeah, and you know, and sometimes you'll get more questions and you get answers, but that's sometimes, okay. Yeah. It, it makes it makes you think, and that's yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now um, we're going to say a quick prayer, and then we are going to introduce next week's subject. Hi, Jade. Jade showed up to say hello, my doggy. Hi, doggy. Here. Oh, don't do that. I don't want her to bark. She's 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 on the back of my couch and she wants to lick me. We call her Mountain oh, Goat Dog. Nice doggy. Because she no, likes... What are you doing? <laughs> she likes kidding up this, on Andrew. the top of couches and, and Oh, that hurts. She 
She's like a mountain goat. Yeah, she's funny. <laughs> so uh, speaking of mountain goats, why don't we uh, why don't we lift some <laughs> prayers up to God real quick? I want to ask God to bless everybody's listening. Can we do that? Okay. Jade, right. Jade's licking me. I know. <laughs> Father, thank you for all that you do for us. And, and it's so cool, Lord, when we read your Bible and we see things in it that we never knew existed in it. And it just kind of perks our curiosity and makes us be even more in awe and wonder at you and how you've created things and, and what you're all about. So help us, God, as we as we discover mysteries in the Bible to seek your face and to really get to know you. Because, man, we really want to have a life that makes a difference in this world today. So thank you, God, for loving us and caring about us and, and wanting to know us personally. That's just an awesome thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, next week on Mysteries of the Bible, part four, four, what is it going to be about? We are going to talk (laughs) about the great flood of Noah's time. And it's called The Flood, the Ark, and Living to 900 Years Old. Yeah. Myth-busting the story of Noah. Hmm, is it just the little cartoon that you see Noah and his wife and giraffe sticking out of the top of this little tiny boat? Or, or is, is there it, more to it? Is there it? more to this story? And we'll also answer the amazing question, why couldn't Noah play cards on the ark? I know the answer to that. Why? Because he was standing on the deck. But um I don't know how to do that. But chum chum? But chum chum? My wife cannot do rim shots to jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Stop already. All right, everybody. Uh, Listen, if you want to help us out, we would love donations, would really help us out to pay the bills. Uh, You can do that by uh, sending a donation to us by going to our website, takehimwithyou.com. Click on the donate button up in the right hand corner of the website. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can by going to takingwithyou.com or you can email us rick at takingwithyou.com and amy at takingwithyou.com. And we would love to hear from you. We love to get comments. Hadn't got any comments lately, I've noticed, on our okay. Mysteries of the Bible. Well, we did actually get some comments when you said you were going to talk about dragons and dinosaurs. A yeah, lot of people, a lot of people were excited. Like that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I hope you guys had a dinosaur rousing time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. And from uh, our house to yours, we hope you have a great week. Yep. And this has been a Moyer Multimedia recording. Almost. Moyer. You got to say the LLC part. LLC recording. Copyright 2011. It's actually a production, but it's a recording too. Oh, production. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. I guess so. Is that close enough? Uh, It is for me. Okay. Okay, let's go eat dinner. All right. Okay, thanks everybody. See you next week. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We 
also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. Ah, taking with you with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Hi, my name's Al, and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. Karma fairies are kidding us. What did you do? I didn't do anything. What did you do? Nothing. You're the bad one between the two of us. <laughs> I'm Jen and I'm Angela and we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly the podcast with a unique perspective a female perspective on all things geek Star Trek Star Wars Lord of the Rings Buffy Firefly gaming books costuming and general geek topics the sometimes monthly but always entertaining Anomaly podcast anomalypodcast.com The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone? Just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. 
My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the Mash 4077 podcast. And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And we'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com.